0: now the word with Father Tony Percy this week calling out fear so here we go the uh, second last week of the ordinary liturgical year and we've got another parable again Matthew is loading up the parables for us after we finish this week we'll have the feast of Christ the King and then we have the new liturgical year so our gospel will move from Matthew to Mark and that's uh, that's very good to know The parables have been coming thick and thin and they're trying to evoke in us a sense of response of repentance to to try and love God more deeply and to try and love each other more deeply and to try and reject those things that are not good for us where we we know we're we're not uh, performing well. This is a constant battle in life. In case you haven't realized, it doesn't matter what age we are, we've always got to be pursuing good things and then rejecting evil. It's a definition of wisdom which we gave last week. The parable this week is... Uh, the wonderful parable of the talents. A talent is a unit of measurement. It was six thousand denarii. One talent equals six thousand denarii. And a denarii was a working day's wage. So these fellows have been entrusted with five talents, two talents, one talent. If you put it into dollar terms today, that would be something like ten million dollars, one guy gets ten million dollars, one guy gets four million, and one guy gets one million. So it's all a bit relative, but it's a large sums of money. And uh, two of them go off and trade very well. And the master says to them, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in small things. Now I'm going to make you faithful and I'm going to entrust you with greater things. Come and enter into the joy of my Lord. That, that's worth hanging on to. So it, just as we want to hang on to the peace of Christ as he rises from the dead, that's a, a fantastic gift a person. Peace is a person, Christ, but the joy, the joy of Christ. With St. Thomas Aquinas who, who said most magnificently, the spiritual joys in life are deeper, are deeper than the sensual joys. Well, think of a good meal with a great glass of wine. I think of a magnificent piece of music. You're at a live piece of music. It's nothing better than live music. Fantastic joy. Think of a great novel. Well, of course, the, what Thomas is saying, yes, these things are very important, but the, the, uh, the spiritual joys are even deeper. And of course, the two, because our sensual life is symbolic, the two are often very closely aligned to each other. But that's what St. Thomas said as a plane flies over. That's what St. Thomas said, the, the spiritual joys are deeper than the sensual joys. So yes, Christ's saying to these, these uh, servants of his who have traded wisely, come and enter into the joy of your master, of your Lord. Of particular interest is the fellow who was given one million and buried it. Didn't even put it in the bank. He buried the talent. When he comes back for the examination, he says to his master, he says, I knew you were an exact and difficult master. Therefore, I was afraid and therefore I hid the talent. But so the question arises, who on earth Told this fellow, what lunatic told this fellow that God is harsh? You remember that, that famous saying of Saint Francis de Sales, the, heart of the, the height of the Protestant Reformation. He had an experience of God, obviously. He's a naturally quick-tempered guy, and he, he said, Oh, I'd sooner be judged by God than by my own mother. It's a fantastic phrase. So who told this fellow that God was harsh? I mean, God. At the beginning in the book of Genesis, God entrusts Adam and Eve with, with that beautiful sense of human love. Uh, knowing Adam and Eve knew each other, beautiful description for human sexuality. And of course, then life comes then, then life flows from this. So God has entrusted uh, to us in the most magnificent way love and life, and yet someone has got into this guy's head. Some lunatic, as I say, has got into this guy's head and convinced him that somehow God is harsh. And then this causes the fear to rise up, and he's paralyzed by fear, and then he can't do anything. One of the commentators says, yes, he's frozen. He's frozen, and therefore he's frozen in immobility. Can't do anything. There's no activity Immobility because he's frozen. I wonder whether, if we stop and think about it, whether the cause of a lot of modern day atheism is in fact this idea that God is harsh. Maybe, perhaps, maybe some truth in that. People have this idea of God which is completely and utterly erroneous and therefore it it stops them, creates a barrier and creates fear certainly. Then what about the, the question of fear? You know, the fear, you're frozen in your immobility and you can't have a proper normal life. You can't have a, a proper Christian life. You're, you're frozen, your ministry, whatever God's calling you to. It's not coming forth because there's a fear, terrible thing. So we should examine that. Let's call out our fears this week with each other and see if we can't release some more baptismal dynamic energy within the heart of the body of Christ.